Welcome to Get Found, Get Funded, a podcast all about creating visibility, paths for growth, and opportunity for entrepreneurs. We focus on those entrepreneurs who are statistically underrepresented in the startup ecosystem. Your hosts are Zena Island, president of X Plus PR, a media relations agency, angel investor Aurelia Flores, managing member of Athena Digital Media Group, a digital marketing agency, and angel investor Christina Francis, president of Esteem Logic, an information technology consulting and training firm. In each episode, you will meet a new startup founder, hear about their company and where they are now. We then focus on one key challenge facing that entrepreneur, a challenge that is common among startups. Each episode also features a guest expert to weigh in on the challenge. Welcome to Get Found, Get Funded. Welcome to Get Found, Get Funded. This is your co-host Aurelia Flores, and today we're going to talk about doing business in the time of the coronavirus, in the time of COVID-19. Now, while we want to offer hope and some different perspectives, we want to start this episode by acknowledging that a lot of people are going through really rough times right now. Um, we know for a fact, for example, that 10 million, almost 10 million claims for unemployment were filed in March of 2020, and people are worried and anxious. So while we go through this episode, please know that we do acknowledge that this is a really rough time. And yet we really do want to offer a different perspective and some hope and optimism for a positive outcome on the other side. I'm so glad that we're actually thinking about this in terms of optimism, especially for small businesses who are hit hard during this time. Um, I know each of us have had conversations advising small businesses that have to Unfortunately, some that have had to lay off employees, some that, um, you know, ha are, are moving from wholesale customers now to in individual customers and talking to many businesses around just around pivoting. And so I think today would be a great time to, to on the optimism side or optimistic side to talk about some of the pivots that we have seen. Um, one of the things that we've talked about is how economic cycles like this are unfortunately normal. You know, we've seen a lot of ups and downs and unexpected turns. Um, I don't know that we've seen anything quite as uh, overhauling, I would say, as this. And so one thing that I've seen a lot of small businesses do is take the mindset of a reset, right? Everyone, every industry, every family, every business, every organization right now is forced to pause and reset. And I think this gives a lot of opportunity moving forward. I also believe that it gives hope to each and every one of our small businesses and entrepreneurs um, during this time of reset. Um, we have spoken to people who are launching crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding campaigns. We have spoken to people who are moving their businesses online, um, or, uh, using a more of a digital format. We have um, one particular business that sells alcohol, <laughs> vodka, that has been tapped by the government to create hand sanitizers, something that um, she's never thought of before of ever doing and just happened to have the licensing for it. So this is a time for a, not only for a reset, but for hope and looking for 
the different opportunities that Aurelia mentioned that are out there. And we are excited to bring this show, um, even under these, I call it abnormal circumstances, because this is the first time I think in history where folks were forced to stay in their homes um, during a time of a crisis and during this technology age. And um, we want to be able to offer some suggestions and other things that people are doing during this time of reset. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we've been talking about amongst ourselves, too, is you know, people have been asking us, you know, should I stop fundraising or what, what do I do with regard to doing this, this startup thing, right? Which is different than what a lot of people do normally. And, um, and there's no easy answer to that, right? I mean, it really depends on kind of your business fundamentals. And I think that's part of what we talk about all the time is that business fundamentals are always really, really important. Now, that's not to say that people with great business fundamentals can't get completely thrown for a loop in something like this. Like, this is unprecedented, as you said, Zena. Um, and, like, this is a really great time to double down and get business fundamentals absolutely, absolutely, like, turned in, turned up, whatever the phrase is. <laughs> you can do both. You can turn in and turn up during this. That's right. That's right. I think a lot of trying to turn it, it up. <laughs> You know, so one of the things I, I find that's interesting, you know, um, we always love to provide a few statistics and many of us, most of us are using some form of kind of online video chat um, for business. And, and one of the largest ones is Zoom. And in December, Zoom had a maximum daily users of 10 million, which is quite a, a lot. But this past, past month, it actually hit 200 million. And obviously they're having some security uh, issues right now. But nonetheless, they've been able to capitalize on the market. Um, I've had a few very interesting conversations with a few small businesses, just as someone who hears pitch competitions and pitch, sees pitch decks often, as you do Aurelia and you, Zena as well, you know, oftentimes you'll see that uh, four quadrant chart that businesses put up and they always put themselves in the top right quadrant, right? The most optimistic, the best result. And right now we're seeing a lot of companies actually have the opportunity to hit that, right? And so if you can focus on how, when you initially started your business, you know, keeping your North Star at here's, we want to be in the upper right hand quadrant of this, of this quadrant in our industry. Now really putting the steps in place to get there. Many companies are seeing the opportunity to actually reach that because right now your industries are opening up unlike they have before. Yeah, and I think one of the other things that I wanted to mention was, um, you know, as far as being part of an angel group, we've actually closed deals during Mm -hmm. this time. And I have talked to angel investors in the group that have said, this is a great time to invest. I mean, because number one, people are always wanting to diversify, right? You never want to have all of your money in one place, particularly given what's just happened to the stock market. Now, will it rally? Sure, but it might take a while. And um, so people aren't going to be pulling their money out of the stock market that's already there because then they just lose all of that, you know, the loss would be permanent as opposed to temporary. However, if you're already diversifying, this is a good time to be looking at other other methods of investing. And so I've heard from multiple investors, oh, this is a great time to invest. Now, that's not to say that all investors are thinking the same way. 
I mean, it definitely depends on what industries they've been investing in, what industries they're comfortable, and their appetite for risk, for sure. However, we know that kind of investors in the venture-backable ecosystem tend to be more, um, more, they have more of an appetite for risk than others, generally speaking. And this is also an opportunity to look at equity crowdfunding campaigns. There are several that are out there, and um, that will be a good way for you to invest in a venture that you actually are interested in, have a passion about. And in, back in 2012, when Obama opened up the JOBS Act, it gave, gave people like myself, who isn't an angel investor, uh, who are not accredited, to be able to invest in companies that I believe in or have a passion for and be able to own equity in those companies. So this is a time to look at equity crowdfunding if you are interested in raising some capital, um, like um, our friend Candy, who is at Southeastern uh, Roastery, who we spoke with last week. She opened up a crowdfunding equity campaign two weeks ago. And we talked to, to, through some challenges for her to help her continue to, you know, raise that capital, raise that profile during this time. Um, so you either can start an equity crowdfunding if you are at that position to be able to do it and you understand it, or maybe start learning how to do one, how to have one so that your friends and family and others can invest in your um, venture. Yeah, and I think, you know, on that equity crowdfunding, and just in general, even if you're not doing an equity crowdfund, but this, I think what I'm about to say goes with both. It's really focusing on building, rebuilding, strengthening the community that you already have and finding people who support you. Uh, this is the time to reach out to your customers and, and really build that, uh, continue to build that authentic relationship with them. Reach out to your advisors of your business and let them know things that you're thinking, whether it's, you know, continuing to penetrate the market as you have been or to, to doing a pivot. You'd be surprised at the help that is, you know, being provided right now for small businesses just on the intellectual and business level. Um, reach out to other supporters, your partners, your potential partners, your current partners. Um, everyone laughs at me because I bring up partnership a, a lot on this show. And, but this is... This is the time. This is the time. <laughs> you can laugh. I, you know, I, someone asked me the other day, why do you, you know, uh, kind of the, the partnership is one of the, the first things you think about. And I think about partnerships because I, I've seen partnerships help companies scale, even the mm -hmm. largest. I've seen partnerships mm -hmm. help companies solidify their position in the market. I've seen partnerships help to identify even uh, C-suite level individuals to move from one business to another. Um, and so don't think of partnership as you have to give something up. Think about it as a, a mindset for growing and scaling your business. And you don't have to do it consistently or always, but there are moments in time where partnerships can really get you over over that 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 hump into that next milestone. Well, and I think you think about partnerships as leverage, right, Christina, which I think is yeah. so, so useful, right? It's not, like you said, it's not about giving something up, but rather it's about how can we leverage, you know, what each other has in the best way to bring both of us forward further. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. And I, and I think, so let's, let's get into some examples, because I think we've talked about three different things. Now, of course, there are definitely businesses that are just hard hit right now, and there's nothing they can do 
in that particular vertical, in the particular way they were running their business before. So we're acknowledging that. Number two, there's businesses that have the ability to pivot. And often, right now at least, that pivot is online, although not always. And we'll talk about that in just a second. And then the third is businesses that are kind of new or beginning and maybe isn't quite a pivot, but is um, finding its way in into some of these opportunities that are going on right now. So, Christina, I know you had a bunch of different examples yeah. and we'll kind of build on those. So I have I have two. I'll start with two examples right now that I just think are <clears throat> um, I was really happy and um, you know pleased to see some of these pivots. So one, if you think about uh, you know events and and things that we think are just normal and will never go away. For example, weddings. Um, 2.3 million couples get married each year in the United States, and that's about 6,200 weddings a day. It's quite a lot. Um, there's a company called My Poppy here in the D.C. area, a woman-owned company, and they literally just started a few months ago um, and thought they were on track to really expand fairly quickly. They had April and May completely booked for weddings, and then COVID-19 hit. Um, and the CEO, Cameron, and her team quickly went into creativity mode and kind of just walking around thinking about what can we do to continue moving forward. Um, now, the good thing is many of those couples, they're still going to get married. It's just going to be pushed back. But what uh, Cameron and her team did, they actually created now this do-it-yourself bouquet. So they're still able to use the flowers that they have uh, in inventory and now cater to the at-home whether you're putting a bouquet together for your uh, you know, dining room table or kitchen table or office space. I thought that was a really creative way to continue to use that inventory, continue to reach out to the customers that they have and continue and push business forward until we see uh, you know, life coming back to normalcy. So that's one. Uh, another one, uh, which, is, it, which is one of my, I think this is so, just such, such a creative uh, out look on how to look at your business, how to look at partnerships, and then also how to help those who have lost, potentially lost jobs, for example, our local bartenders. So as we know, restaurants have been extremely hard hit across the country, across the world. Uh, and a company called Happy here in the DC area, another uh, woman-owned business, um, has now started an opportunity for you to join a virtual bar to support bartenders, meet new people, you know, have a just a fun home happy hour series, and it it it, it um, highlights a local bartender, and that bartender will actually go through some of their craftiest uh, drinks and help you learn how to make them. But most importantly, you know, it gives the bartender opportunity to continue what they're doing. It gives people at home, and I know I'm one of them. You know, I want to. I'm aching to get out and talk and be around uh, energy. So this gives a, a great opportunity for you to, again, to support bartenders and meet new people. And the company is called Happied. Well, and then Zena just talked about um, Candy, who's doing the equity crowd crowdfunding campaign, who owns Southeastern Rosary. And she's used this time to not just talk about the crowdfunding campaign, but really to build community Mm -hmm. among people in the food and beverage industry because they have been so hard hit and kind of talking about, you know, how people can pull together 
Because it really is. I think I think that's one of the things that has been very interesting, and I think you both touched on this a little bit before, which is people are really wanting to build community right now and, and right. connect with people who matter to them and that they matter to, right? So it is in a lot of ways kind of hearkening back to just really building those relationships and being in touch with people who you know, might be your sales pipeline, might be your customers, might be other partners or advisors, as Christina was mentioning earlier. And, you know, if you've got time to do it, go ahead. And you use your social media platforms to help build that network or that those partnerships. And um, going back to Candy during our whiteboard and wine session we did last week with her, um, we gave her the suggestion of she's moving. She's moving from her grocery from, um, Virginia to Maryland. And now she's documenting, she's talking about the move on her social media and she's getting great traction, which will help her gain more customers. And also hopefully they'll be willing to purchase um, by equity and during on her crowdfunding. So as Christina and Aurelia both have mentioned, this is, this is a great opportunity to get online. There's, I'm understanding, and don't quote me on the statistics, that there are a third more people online now buying. They're buying, they're on social media, much more than they ever have before because normally they're at a nine to five working. So now they're at home looking at the computer and they're staring and they're like, okay, let me find something else to do. And they're, there are people out there who are still buying. They're buying jewelry. They're buying um, alcohol because now some places is deemed essential or um, they have or they're buying drinks from their restaurants. They're, they are buying. So don't think that this is a time to worry or worry or be concerned about turn these opportunities um, that that you have available, these tools, because, you know, 10 years ago in 2008, when we had another economic downturn, we really did the, the, these tools weren't as mature as they are now, or they were not out. I know Twitter just came out in 2008. Well, and I think you make a really good point, Vino, which is like, there's, there are businesses who not only are kind of position already positioned really well to take advantage of what's going on right now. And I don't say take advantage in a bad way, but rather just they are the tools that people need, right? Like Zoom being one of those tools mm-hmm. that people can use to, to do things online. But there's all sorts of businesses that are already selling to employees that work from home, to companies who help their employees work from home, right? So we can think about folks who sell office furniture, you know, that people mm-hmm. can have in their homes. Uh, or like you were saying, Zoom, there's all sorts of online tools um, one of the other entrepreneurs that we spoke with this last week, um, Carrie Clark from Uplift Remote, mm-hmm. just pivoted to be supporting managers who are managing remotely. And she put together a brilliant quiz on am I managing well my remote teams and how to um, gauge if you're doing that well and what to do next. So in addition to pivoting or thinking about new opportunities, I think it's important also to say that there are folks that are already ideally positioned to be able to support and help the communities that they've already been growing and nurturing. So in terms of um, strategic planning, um, what are some of the best ways you think we should be doing during this time of reset and strategy? Because, you know, we're talking about pivoting, we're talking about going online and looking for opportunities. What about strategic planning? 
so are you talking about building a new business? I mean, I think, I mean, that's, that's one of the other things, right? Is that some people are like, look, if you have all, so all sorts of extra time, this might be a great time to even think about starting a brand new business. Mm-hmm. Or did you have something else in mind, Zena? It can be building a new business. It could be having an existing business as well. So, I mean, how do you do your strategy right now? Because you can't, you can't go out and do these face-to-face meetings anymore, right? Not right now. But, and we already talked about Zoom, but how do you, you know, be more strategic during this time? And I know you two are both great with strategies and whether that is right now in terms of you have a business and you got to identify talent gaps. And, you know, right now I'm looking at more, my, I'm, since I'm moving things di- on a digital front from more so trying to push my clients out there from a media perspective to be in, in the television studios or going to a radio station and um, conducting interviews. Now I have to look at my talent gap, which I'm missing are probably some social media managers to help me with more social media and identify those type of things. Do you have any suggestions for that? Yeah, well, let me give an example and then I'll kind of talk through suggestions. So Shelly Bell of Black Girl Ventures is I think the queen of strategic pause and reset. And part of what has made her so successful, she's been able to, as a change agent and someone who's supporting a community of black and brown uh, women founders, She's not only been able to reset and mobilize her team, um, she's also been able to reset and mobilize so many women who are either in business uh, for themselves as entrepreneurs or actually working for large companies who just need community. And let me kind of talk through, I'll kind of uh, give my advice on how people can think of strategy by using Shelly as an example. So I think the first is to to realize like, yes, you've got to reset, you've got to change and not being afraid to pause for a minute to do that and make sure you're bringing your entire team with you as you pause. Leverage those on your team because everyone has ideas. Everyone is impacted and impacted in different ways. And so this brain trust of your team is critical at this time. So if you have, you know, even if they're 1099ers or they're folks that just volunteer with you, or full-time employees, I would try and bring all or a group of them together to help as you um, ideate and think through your, and this is the second part, your short-term goals and then your long-term or your short-term opportunities and long-term opportunities. Um, what Shelly realized in terms of her short-term opportunities and really in response to the needs of her constituents and customers is that there was a huge need for feeling of safety and building of that trust and um, just having that community, right? And there are a lot of people that are solopreneurs that would go to co-working spaces to work, but now the co-working spaces close, they're working at home and maybe they don't have teams. And so what was important uh, for Shelly to do was create an environment for uh, solopreneurs to have a, a virtual co-working. And so every Wednesday she brings um, uh, individuals together and they're able to work and just see other people working? Are they able to uh, start conversations? Um, I was able to sit in on one and it was just such a lively conversation. And yes, there were some uh, feedback on what, you know, people would uh, talk about some of the challenges that that they're having in their business and people would pile in and give great advice and thoughts and 
I've seen partnerships come out of that. I've seen you know really good ideas and then even motivation to push maybe a project that was, and this is kind of the third one, a lot of times companies have projects or nice to haves. We'll get to this when we can. You, there might be an idea or a new service offering or product that you want to bring to market. Now is actually a good time to reevaluate those mm-hmm. and to see if this is the right time to bring them into market or use the time uh, that you may have um, to build those out and then position them for, again, kind of the short term uh, opportunity. Um, and lastly, I would just say is make sure you break out the both short term and the long term and put your roadmap and plans together, write out what you need and do not be afraid to ask for help during this time. That is my other thing when you're thinking strategically is asking for help, um, you know, getting advice, you know, talking to folks who can just provide you or get you from point A to point B more quickly. And that's great, Christina, because that brings me to Black Mama Vodka um, when you talk about offering new products. So she's been in business for seven years. She's been selling vodka. She's an African-American woman. And um, she just recently did an equity crowdfunding raise of $2.1 million last year. And you heard, I think some people heard about what happened with Tito's vodka. A lot of people started um, using Tito's vodka to create their own hand sanitizers and Tito's had to get out there and say, no, 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 you cannot use it. So just recently um, the FDA or I think it was the FDA or the distillers association came out and said, you have to have 75 to 70 to 80% proof of your alcohol in order to make hand sanitizers. So that's what um, Black Mama Vodka is doing now. She's in the process of creating a hand sanitizer, um, which is about to go out and market in the next week or so. And she put everything on pause. People have been emailing her, asking her about it. And she's like, look, I'm, she owns her own manufacturing company, number one. And number two, she had to come up with a formula to make sure it worked and that she met the FDA requirements of putting out a product like this on the market. So that that those are that's a great example of Black uh, Girls Venture of stopping for a minute, put things on pause, make sure you write everything down and you know exactly what you're doing, and talking to others so that you'll be able to put out there the best product. So I appreciate you giving us a step by step process. Yeah. I think any other, oh, go ahead, Christine. No, I was just going to, there's another example I wanted to give of, uh, and this is more of a public-private partnership um, example, where <clears throat> it was St. Saint, Saint Louis, the circuit attorney's office, they actually were supposed to be rolling out an app called Gun Bail, and I think I was mentioning this to you all mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. week, that allowed for anonymous reporting to prevent gun violence, right? So it's a an entrepreneur, Trevor Brooks, uh, Amazon Web Services was providing um, the infrastructure for him to build out the application with his team, and then the St. Louis um, Circuit Attorney's Office. So obviously, with um, with COVID coming, um, one of the things that they ended up doing was actually taking that team, taking Trevor's team, and instead of focusing on gun bail, now creating an application to help. It's called Home Safe First, and it was a way for people to access help during this pandemic. And so they're able to use this app to self-report their system, their symptoms and then seek appropriate medical attention. And so I thought it was, a, a, and he was able to switch from the Gun Bail app 
to really focus on the Home Safe First app within three to four days because of his partnership with Amazon Web Services and their ability to provide him the infrastructure he and his team needed to actually now help uh, Kimberly Gardner's office uh, in St. Louis. Um, and so, you know, I think there's so many different ways that people can pivot in, during this time. The, the great thing with Trevor and his team is that they have the touch on the community. And so again, from gun bail, uh, really reaching out to those who, um, in this case, uh, really his, his idea was to promote the positive interaction between officers in the community and tackle illegal guns on the street. But even having the reach to those people, now he's able to switch over to home safe first and still touch those people, but in the wake of COVID. So that's just another example of, you know, kind of this public-private partnership utilizing technology and transitioning fairly quickly to support a community. I mean, I think one of the things that is so amazing for entrepreneurs right now is that they really get to showcase their entrepreneur muscles, right? Mm -hmm. Can they show their flexibility? Can they show their teachability? Can they show their initiative and their, you know, grit? to get through this time because it's it's not easy for anybody. And, you know, all of the companies that we've referenced so far have been folks that are like, okay, what can I do next? What What is going to work for my business, for my constituency, for my, um, my whole tribe? And then what, how's that gonna, what's gonna happen next? And I think the other piece of that is many of us are, as we're working from home, have other priorities, right? We're not just, we're not able to turn off and on work and family or other other um, obligations in the home. So it's a time for doing two things. Number one, for getting super efficient <laughs> um, with what needs to happen. Um, but the other thing is to set boundaries and to really have time for self-care, right? Because I think part of, um, Christina, what you had brought up for us uh, a couple of weeks ago was a wonderful article in The Atlantic that was talking about the extra burden on women who are already doing so much of the care for children and household. I think it was uh, something about the, the coronavirus is, you know, is bad for feminism or something. But, you know, <laughs> what we're seeing is really kind of, it, it's not that it hasn't happened before, but it's just showcasing that you know certain people and, and by the way i have i have clients and friends who it's actually the man who's taking on the majority of the child care right. so so not to say that that's always the way it is but regardless of how you find yourself you probably have obligations at home and there you are working at home and how can you take care of yourself and set boundaries because i think part of what's happening is people feel like oh well okay now my computer's at home and my stuff's at home and i should be working all the time and right. and that's not good for anybody either yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, that article, that was eye-opening, and, and I think we can probably reference this when we upload, um, we'll reference that uh, Atlantic article, and there was another article that actually just talked about, uh, in two parent working households, <laughs> and I have this in mind, you know, my husband and I are both now working from home, our kids now are being homeschooled or online, and so we had to find places in the house where we can all be on calls at the same time, or you know, just have our own space. And so we've actually done some rearrangement. But I also think just when, when you look at the long-term, uh, I call them unintended consequences, and they can be both good and bad. One, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more gender equity um, in 
or at least a focus on gender equity uh, when, when when we do go back full time uh, to work if if we get there. Um, but I, you know, I think the mental health piece of this is also really important because it's so easy to get bogged down, you know, from a small business perspective, you know, there's, as we started the show by saying, we understand this is a hard time for so many people. And there are some businesses that unfortunately are going to have to close or lay off 98, 96% of their staff. And that is heartbreaking for us. Um, we also know that in, in doing that, people are having, um, you know, this is just a, a, a rough time uh, from a mental perspective. And so one of the, the takeaways or actions that I'd love to pose to anyone listening to the show, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, one is reach out, you know, reach out to either your team or a coworker or someone that you've met, someone that you know, and just check in, just check in on them. You know, not every call has to be about business. In fact, this time is about just relationship and about being human and, and, and bringing humanity back into how we operate. Um, I think the other is if you are in need of support, do not be afraid to reach out. And that support doesn't always have to be financial. Um, it could be that you need help getting groceries or, um, you know, doing whatever it is that you need. Make sure that you are, um, make sure that you're not afraid or try not to be too afraid to ask for that help. And another thing to is, is to add value, you know, you want to know what people need now. And so with that said, you know, when you make these phone calls, ask, what is it that do you need right now? You know, I had a conversation yesterday with a small business and um, I found out that, you know, she was scared. You know, I was scared. <laughs> and until we started having a conversation, just talking about and being a more, a little bit more be, uh, optimistic about it. She told me what she needed help with and why I asked her, why are you scared? What are the, some name, some of the reasons why, and she named them. And I said, okay, so this is how I can help you. And this is what I can do. So make sure you, when you do make those calls, ask what is it exactly what they need? And you'll be very surprised what comes up. That's a great, that is a great, great suggestion is to ask, just ask what people need. I mean, one of the things that we were talking about prior to starting the recording is that there are so many industries now that are needing extra help. So how can, if, if this is applicable to you, how can you sell into those industries that are so needed right now, right? So as much as we've seen certain industries get hard hit, there's been other industries that have been skyrocketing, right? Mm -hmm. Apps that are about... Yeah. Um, uh, delivering groceries, like we were talking about earlier, not just Zoom, right? <laughs> but and, and also, you know, we were talking about people that are online, you know, almost twice as much during the last month as they would have been before. So they're doing things on their phones, they're doing gaming, they're watching, binging Netflix, right? Like, or whatever the, the these different streaming platforms is their platform of choice. Um, so I think it's also, you know, important to think through how do you fit into the bigger picture as far as the economy goes? And is there a way that you can, you can give into that and in, into your, into your particular ecosystem in a way that really is going to, to meet some needs? Because it is true that with every downturn, with every economic downturn, even if this is deeper and harder than it's been before, or if it's not, but in every single time, there have been businesses that have started or that businesses that have retooled, 
during those down times that are now household names and that, you know, really used this to anchor what they needed to do. And, you know, business doesn't stop during this time. And remember, investors are still investing. And um, as Christina, I mean, Aurelia said earlier, and keep that in mind. So seek out those investors who are still investing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Christina. No, no, that's okay. I was just going to just going to say, yeah, I think Mark Cuban mentioned it on the Axios call that he was on on a couple days ago that there are going to be some companies that are will be the new household names that are created during this time. Mm -hmm. And so don't be afraid to push those ideas. I always tell people, you know, I've met some amazing, 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 amazing entrepreneurs and business owners. And it amazes me. I believe that when people really start businesses out of their gut, out of the, the idea that has been given to them, right? And when you do that, I believe you're uniquely built for whatever you're doing. And so now is the time really to push that uniqueness forward, really push that vision forward. Uh, and see if it sticks. And I go back to what Zena just said, as as it brings value to your customer, to your constitu- constituency, to your community, to the world. So really um, push on that. The other, the other thing I wanted to note, um, I was just alerted to the fact that, so Giving Tuesday, typically they do that, um, I think the week after Thanksgiving, they're actually announcing a global action for giving and unity in response to COVID-19 which is going to take place on May 5th, uh, 2020. And so I think that one of the, uh, as a business or a nonprofit, you know, a lot of times we talk about venture backable businesses, but as a business, as a nonprofit, uh, just make sure that you reach out and leverage that potential. Uh, and again, uh, send this out to your community so that you can get uh, potential financial support or other support that you are in need of. And stay connected to what, what your passion is and what you love. So I think I think the other piece of this is that, you know, historically, we have looked at people who have who have started ventures. And even if the venture doesn't go, you still give them credit for having started the venture. I mean, that's a hard thing to do all by itself. So, you know, wherever you are in your business, stay in touch with, you know, what matters to you and what you love and and keep that pushing you forward, whatever that might look like. I agree. And one thing I'd like to add, speaking of pivoting, uh, before we wrap up this conversation, we had to pivot, right? Uh, We're used to going into a studio and (laughs) having these conversations in a studio and they do all the work for us. We just drop in, have our conversation, do our podcast, and then we're out the door and there's these wonderful engineers, uh, sound engineers who have helped and production engineers who have helped us pull together our podcast and now look at us we are on a you know a online platform <laughs> we had to do a lot of research to figure out which one we still haven't decided yet we're trying different ones out to see if this is going to work for our podcast we've had to pivot so and we also had to bring whiteboard and wine online and we did it through zoom with candy so everybody who is on in a business um or who wants to start a business, we are all in that pivot mode. We are all in that reset mode. And we're, we're, we're trying out different things. We're trying to see if it works. And we are all praying that 
every last one of us, whether we know each other or not as a small business, we will all make it over to the other side. So is there anything else you want to add, Christina or Aurelia, before we wrap up? I think you said it. That was great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're so used to our music um, taking no. us out. So I guess we can't hum it. So we'll wrap <laughs> up a conversation on uh, first conversation online, using a uh, podcast online uh, platform, talking about COVID-19 or the coronavirus. As you, uh, And one thing I like to add, even Corona has had to put their the Corona beer is on a hiatus right now that was announced on Friday. And, um, you know, they're hoping to come back soon. We don't know they're going to retool and come back and change their name because of this whole virus. But I'm thankful and grateful to have both of you as my co-host for Get Found, Get Funded. Uh, Christina Aurelio, this has been a rich conversation. I hope it's uh, helped you, um, you know, think about some things and some creative ways and tools for you to reset. And you can find us on GetFoundGetFunded.com. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And on that note, um, thank you for joining us. And Christina Aurelio, thank you for offering your insights.